So welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for everyone who's been listening to my podcast so far. You guys are awesome. Um, So yeah, I'm your host, Missy Lewis. Welcome back to Black Girl Coffee Shop, where we sip coffee and not tea. Um, I hate to sound rushed, but right now, like, I feel like I'm in, actually, I'm in a bad mood. Um, a lot of things have transpired that have irritated me. A lot of, um, I can't explain it. So right now I just feel, I don't even feel angry. I feel motivated. I feel, I feel, let me put it into some feelings because I want to put it out how I feel. I feel motivated. I feel determined. I feel um, a lot of different things about stuff that I wanted to do, stuff that I'm going to do, excuse me, like, um, I don't even know where to begin. And most of the time, and, and um, I feel like this is one of those episodes that's just straight off the dome because I'm coming in exactly how I feel right now because I don't want to edit. I don't want to uh, go back and forth. I don't want to do none of that. I don't want to, like, you know what I'm saying, scripted and stuff like that and chit-chat. No, I don't want to do that. This shit straight off the dome. Like, raw, uncut. Like, I'm fucking pissed. And I, I'm cussing right now. Like, I'm pissed because I just feel like... And I'm not even, when I say pissed, it doesn't fuel me in a negative way. It fuels me with the, the determination that I need in order to get things that I want to get done. I feel like it's irritating. It's irritating to be like, it's irritating to me that black men do not show up for black women. That is what is really irritating to me. I feel like black men will come to the rescue of everybody else except the black woman but we continuously come to the rescue for them continuously like i feel a lot of that black men are are baby like are so babied and we have to be there for them and they, the the level that we have um i don't know if we brought them down to it or they that's how they act as if they can't stand up what happened to the era and of course i was not born at that time but just seeing uh, your Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. What happened to that man? What happened to the man that stood up for something that believed in something like was outspoken? Black women today have to be the, the the spokesperson for everything. We have to encourage everything and everybody and the family and the man and the everything. It's really annoying. And and I'm I'm talking about. And to be honest, in in my whole 32 years of being alive, I've never had a man uh, a man stand up for me. I've never had a man co-sign for me. I've never had a man be there for me and put himself on the line for me because men today are built weak. I'm sorry to say it, but I feel like they're built weak and we let them we let them and they let themselves come up short. And we have to as a black woman, we have to overcompensate. We have to overdo everything. And it's really annoying. It's really annoying. And I've had so many issues with black men when it comes to being at work. They feel intimidated by you. They feel something about you and not even just black men. And it's irritating that it comes from a black man because you can understand it when it comes from a white man because the white man feels. They feel from from my experience, I feel like white men feel like black black women challenge their manhood because they will sit there and I've had white men basically go toe-to-toe with me so when I have that coming from a black man it really irritates me it really irritates me I don't know maybe you need to go figure out what happened with your mom maybe your mom was she was uh, too authoritative or she was too aggressive or whatever now you want to sit there and 
Now we're going to bring it to work and you're going to take out your childhood issues on me. And that's what it seems to be because I've ran into a lot of men who show up short, who will show up late and show up tired. We will. And I'm telling you, and I say this with everything in my soul, we will back them before they back us. I'm telling you right now. And I, I dare I want any podcaster or whoever listened to this male podcaster or wherever you are, Kenya, London. I don't even care if you want to come on. We can talk about this or whatever. Um. It's very irritating. It's very irritating. And then when we become that that assertive black woman, oh, we're too aggressive. We're too this. That's why we want to be with Becky. But you know what? I got some news for you. Go be with Becky because I don't give a damn. And this has nothing to do with me being in a relationship or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with just how the dynamic of the situation is. Because you, be, you could be friends with somebody at work. You could have a, a, a counterpart or maybe they're, you know, a supervisor or whatever. And it'd be a black man. He will not come... He will not rise for you. He will not rise to the occasion for you. He will not help you. He will not do anything for you. He will throw you under the bus and watch you drown. But the thing about it is I can save myself. It's fine. I can save myself. I don't need you to save me. But I'm the, the fact that Brad is going to save Tiffany. Brad, Caucasian Brad is going to save Caucasian Tiffany. But do you think Marcus is going to save a black woman? No, he's not. He's going to watch you drown. I've seen it time and time again, and I feel like black men show up tired and they show up weak, and I feel it. Like, I don't even care, and I'm going to say how I feel. It's bullshit. It's bullshit on so many levels when you work with them, and I'm not not here. Take it how you want to take it, honestly, because I'm I'm fired up right now. I'm fired. Like, it just pisses me off, like, on so many levels, and I had to deal with this shit from Caucasian men because they feel some type of way. They feel threatened by a a black woman being assertive, but guess what? As a black woman, you don't get nowhere being quiet. You don't got to be loud and ghetto. You don't have to be loud and ghetto. You don't. You don't have to be loud, but you will see me. I will assert myself, and I'm here, and I'm not going anywhere because when I was, when I said what I said before, all quiet and meek, you thought you could play me. You thought you could run over me, but I'm not that type of way. Like, let's just be cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about work. I'm talking about all aspects of life. Even the smallest thing where I feel like black women are so disrespected. I'm at the store, right? I'm at the store. And this was, this was when I was still in Washington, I was at the store and it irritated my soul, but I didn't want to get, I didn't want to take it there. I'm looking at something. This white man comes over and I don't care what walk of life you're from. If you invade somebody's personal space on that type of level, you say, excuse me, this man you literally put his whole arm in front of my freaking face to grab something. And I said, excuse me. And had we not been on a military post, I would have laid into his ass because I feel like that is so disrespectful. Respect my space. If you don't respect my space, you don't respect me. And my mama taught me as a child. Say excuse me when you walk past somebody, when you walk in a room, when you're trying to get your point across. Say excuse me. Have freaking manners, bro. Like, it's ridiculous. And one thing for sh- one thing's for show and two things for certain. If there was a magic pill that ever said, oh, well, first of all. In order to be a black woman, you got to be built for tough. So this ain't made. This ain't made for the the weak and the and the weary and all that type of stuff. Nope, it's not. But if there was, if somebody came to me and was like, "Oh, here's a pill. Here's a blue pill. Um, if you take this blue pill, you'll turn it. You'll be um, biracial. You'll be racially ambiguous. You'll be a white woman. Take this pill." I don't know, cause my story is so epic. Everything that I have, everything that has happened to me, I wouldn't change the color of my skin. I wouldn't change the texture of my hair. I wouldn't change the the nose. The nothing of myself. 
I'm built for this and I'm built for greatness. Y'all, I want to try to understand. And I feel like the devil, especially today, tried to come and get me. He definitely tried me too on. He tried me on today. He tried me on today. Especially when I sat down and started my um, started uh, writing on my book and thinking, coming up with my plan on all the things that I want to do. Um, but he, he definitely tried me on today. But it, I've been through... I've been through a lot. I, people probably been, people in this world probably been through more than I. You know, there's people that listen to me all over the world going through different things. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I've been through some stuff and it has made me stronger. And I, if, if, if I have to, first of all, I don't, I feel like the Lord only gives his, um, his, his most valuable players, the, the strongest he only gives people strong enough to handle certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm built for this. I don't know if I explained that right, but I'm built for this. I wouldn't give up anything because it makes me who I am. You know what I'm saying? But I just, it irritates me. I feel like black men, they come up so weak and so short, so short all the time. It, it wasn't always like this. If we look back at history, it wasn't always like this. And we would be able to be calm and be more, you know, just a little bit calmer, you not so assertive or whatever. We could be in a, the place of a woman, but we got to be a woman and a man at the same time. I don't even want to say a place of a woman, but if a man was being a man and stepping up, we could take your, we could, you would take the lead and you would lead us somewhere and we'd be okay with that. But we, ha- we don't have leaders as men right now. We don't have leaders. We got men that will watch a black woman drown, that will, black, will watch a, something bad happen to her, will watch people try to berate her and clown her and do things to her. That's what we have right now as in, in, in black men right now and in, in a lot of men. But you know what? I don't see Brad. Brad doesn't do that to Tiffany. He doesn't do it on public platforms. He doesn't do things like that. Brad takes, takes up for Tiffany. That's what white people do. Understand me. But black men, we don't. And then as soon, as soon as you see a black woman with a white man, as soon as y'all see it, oh, sis, you ain't got to do it like that, sis. You ain't got to do it like that, sis. What you mean? Where you been? It's so, I'm so, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've so had it. Like I'm talking about in every facet. I, I so had it. So let me tell you something real quick. I had a, I don't remember. I think I turned 30, right? So we had, I had a, um, a friend, he was Vietnamese or whatever. We're not friends no more. I don't know what happened, whatever. Cool dude, whatever. Um, and he threw me a, he threw me a birthday party, right? He threw me a birthday party. Uh, this was people from work. He threw me a birthday party and None of the black people showed up. And of course, it's the, it's the military. So it's multicultural, whatever. So it happened to be him being Vietnamese, this um, Korean guy, his wife, and then another woman, I believe she was Hispanic. And he was, they were, it's like, there was no black people there, mostly Asian people there. And so I'm having a good time, not thinking nothing of it. And I'm just chilling and stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. We're talking and stuff like that. And I, I didn't even realize who was around me because these are people that I work with, these people I talk to all the time. So I look over and I see this black couple. They're walking out of the restaurant and they're giving me the side eye like, mm, girl, why you, you don't hang out with black people? I hang out with people that show up for me. 
Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've, I've so had it. Like, people may not understand what I'm saying. Like, people may feel some type of way. But I've, I've totally had it with black men. I'm telling you. Like, I've just had it. And in every facet, especially when it comes to, you know, working with them and stuff like that or anything like that. I've never met a black man that's been there, had my back and not felt like sometimes it, black men be acting so bitch made. It's so annoying to me. And I, I'm not on this platform to try to belittle anybody, but I'm definitely on this platform to tell my experiences. And like I said, if anybody wants to come on here, wherever you're from, whatever walk of life you're from, you want to share your, uh, I've always invited people. When I talk about anything and anybody, I invite them because we can, we to get your point of view out. This is my point of view. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't see how everybody else sees it. I'm always open. I'm a Libra. I always want to see both sides of the coin. But right now, I feel like black men are they just they coming up short, and it's 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 all over the place. It's all over the place. They just and it, I feel like they just don't like black women, and they want anything that's not black, and they want them to be with Tiffany and um, biracial stuff. They want to be a Kevin Hart and a freaking Kanye West. Like it's just the whole institution is just irritating it out of me. And I'm not even, I'm talking about romantic level. I'm talking about coworker level. I'm talking about friendship level. I'm talking about all levels. And, and, and it was so funny to me is that I had a friend, right? I had a friend. He was a cool friend. And of course he was an attractive man or whatever, but I guess he thought that it was going to be, he a black man, whatever. Uh, he, I guess he thought it was going to be more than it was. And he thought that I was about to sleep with him. And I'm thinking we're friends because I'm, I just came to a new place and whatever, and we're going to be friends. And I, I feel like a male and a female can be friends. He, he, I'm heterosexual. He's heterosexual, whatever's whatever. But we had a good time. We had good conversation. We, he helped me out when I first got here and stuff like that. But because I did not want to sleep with him, he stopped fucking with me because I, let me say it louder for the people in the back, because I didn't want to fuck him. He stopped fucking with me. That's fucked up to me because we was friends and I'm cussing a lot and I'm just, I feel some type of way. I do. I'm mad. I don't care. It's like, and then we, we I feel like the, the, the whole situation is like we give men a pass and they just do the bare minimum. And then as, as black women, we get criticized for every little thing. And then like, and then it, it, it irritates me. And then people, we're trying to keep up with this person and keep up with that person. And people are trying to get ass shots and butt implants. So that way this man could like her and this man could like her. And you have freaking five women to every one man in Atlanta or some weird shit like that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, and then people start um, degrading themselves and changing themselves so they can have a man who ain't worth the damn. Don't even value you. And you done change your whole body, done change everything about you. He gonna leave you for a Becky in a minute. The whole roots of black people is just so fucked up. It irritates me so bad. Like, I can't even think. Like, it's irritating. And then mind warped. Our minds are so warped that we don't even know the greatness of we of how we are. And that the black man has let everybody else shit on the black woman. And then they pull down their pants and take a crap on us, too. It's big facts. And I don't care. Like, I, that's just how I feel. Like, I'm serious. Like, it is what it is. And you have these black women out here, beautiful black women out here. And then we got to get these bone straight weaves. And you got motherfucker, you got black women wearing contacts, trying to have blue eyes to look. Oh, I'm mixed. I'm black every day, all day. I'm black to the bone. My daddy's side straight from slavery. I researched it. I'm black. And I would never want to be, oh, I'm mixed. Does that, that's not a freaking compliment. I'm definitely going on a rant right now. And I'm going to post this. So it's just like, it irritates me. 
I'm just so freaking annoyed. Like, and the, the, the amount of things that we as black women do to ourselves in order to assimilate, in order to, I want to say it again, the number of things that black women do to ourselves in order to assimilate, to get black men to want us and to be noticed, it irritates me. And then they take this carbon copy of bullshit, put it on a white woman, put it on a racially ambiguous woman and call it beautiful and take everything, the essence, try let me put that in there. Try to take the essence of a black woman and put it onto this racially ambiguous woman and then a black man go goo goo gaga over the bullshit. It irritates me. And don't get me wrong. I'm going on this rant and I don't care. I, I, like I said, somebody gave me a magic, a, nap, a magic pill and was like, oh, you can be mixed. I'm good. I'm not jealous of nobody. I don't feel no type of way about nobody. I'm talking about black men and society. I'm not jealous of no, um, no, uh, mixed or white girl do you boo boo i'm talking about the black men and then you notice right that white women only when the white woman is not the status quo i'm gonna take kylie jenner for example she's not the pretty she was not the prettiest so she didn't have that typical white girl like uh kendall she didn't look like kendall that's why kendall dates she was dating white men or whatever or Courtney they date the white men but she had to change herself to look more urban I guess she would call it and get all the implants to get a black man because the typical white man wouldn't want her so you notice that all the um off brands I guess you want to call it of white women they end up going for black men because the white man wouldn't accept the off brand sorry it's facts And I know people are like, oh, well, what's your issue with racial, interracial dating? Da, 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 da. I, don't have, I don't have a problem with interracial dating. What I have a problem with is black men shitting on black women and then talking about us like a dog, treating us like a dog, putting it on social media, and then uh, we'll take the exact same look, put it on a racially ambiguous woman, a mixed woman, a white woman, and call it beautiful. That's what I don't like. And then when something happens and we want to go and march for somebody, black women show up thousands by the tons by the trillion billions we show up for black men all throughout the world bro but they don't do the same for us that's the mother freaking problem i have and i'm talking about on all levels romantic levels work levels friends levels family levels i'm talking about all levels i feel like black men don't show up for black women and i have yet to have one show up for me so it's just, it's, it's just irritating on so many levels. Like, I just can't. And, it, and, and honestly, it pisses me off when I see a black woman struggling to look like something other than herself for, to assimilate or to, to feel beautiful. I can't stand it. And I will wear, um, I just, I don't know. Like, I can't do it. I don't do all, I don't, I, I don't do all the lashes. I don't do all the contacts the, the the front lace wigs and I'm not knocking nobody that does it I'm not on here to knock no black woman down but I I, I can't stand when I see a, a black woman who acts like she can't go nowhere without having a weave done or having contacts in or having lashes in I can't I can't stand it because then you don't you can't stand yourself you can't stand what you look like and if you can't stand it nobody can stand it 
Because in the 70s, and you had Angela Davis, and they wore their afros, and they took pride in themselves, and they thought they were beautiful, and they felt beautiful, and their hair grew out of their scalp the way it was. Nobody could tell you what you look like when you know what you look like. But we so, I feel like it's just, it's crazy to me. I feel like it's crazy to me. And I'm not saying um, I wouldn't wear weave, or I wouldn't wear lashes, but I can't stand when that is like, I see every, every black woman looking the same. You, got, you do have your natural hair community, but I'm talking about as far as um, celebrities and stuff like that. Like, you have a lot of them that look the same, and everybody want to look the same on Love & Hip Hop. Everybody want to look the same and have these bone straight weaves, and we got contacts, and we got, like, it's, it's so busy it's trying to assimilate. And then you have a lot of black women stars, celebrities, that have changed their nose. They don't like that inward nose. They do not like their inward nose. If you get what I'm saying. So then you have black girls, black teenagers, people in their 20s. Oh, I don't like my nose. I want my nose to look like Sierra. Sierra's nose don't even look like Sierra's nose. Janet Jackson's nose, not that her, that's not her nose. And Tamar Braxton, that's not her nose either. But they felt like their nose was under. They felt so bad about their nose that they changed their nose. And I used to feel some type of way about my nose because I'm like, oh, my nose is wide. Oh, man, I don't know. I and I, I, I felt I really did. I felt some type of way. And I remember when I was a little girl and my sister, we have different dads and she looks different than me. And she said something about my nose and it stuck with me. It, it stuck with me for a long time where I felt some type of way about my nose. I don't give a damn. I can breathe. Like, I can't even deal And and then on top of that, so I'm I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Black women, if we want black men to stand up for us, not even stand up for us, but we're gonna stand up for ourselves and be proud of ourselves and embrace ourselves and want wholeheartedly. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need us to put ourselves on this on the pedestal. I'm gonna need us to care about us a little bit more. We don't have to be naked on everything. We don't have to show our asses on everything because if you know who Sarah Bartman is, Bartman, I don't I can't say her actual name because it's like i believe it's um, african um she was a woman that they pretty much enslaved and put her into sideshows and she was considered a sideshow freak because she had a big rear end and she was shaped differently they put her all through france and, and everything she was in paris on the streets and stuff like that um and and they just uh were enamored by her her uh buttocks and wanted to see and they thought she was just a freak and these french men would sleep with her and she had to prostitute herself and trying to get off the streets she ended up trying to uh she ended up contracting a sexually transmitted disease and she died but because of how her body looked that that they these these french people were so enamored by her body and her butt and her her just her homemade makeup that she was considered a a sideshow freak so they did all this because of her body and I I feel like we I just want us to have a little more because you have the you I'm not trying to take away nobody no no one's ability to show themselves in any type of light that they want to show themselves but I just understand that they felt like they could just touch her and do things to her and over-sexualized her. 
And I don't want us to be a representation of being over-sexualized or being some type of sideshow freaks. We are black women and we bring a lot to the table. As a matter of fact, their body, they want to make their bodies just like us. Kim Kardashian is trying to be a black woman, but she doesn't want to be a black woman. You know what I'm saying? People want to be a black, but they don't really want to be black when it's time to be black. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... But I do, like, I've, I've, I've talked about this before, and I understand that some black men probably feel like a lot of black women be all over the place, and we be, we're going through this, and we go through that. Understand that we are, we are the most attacked person in America. Of course we're going to have bruises. Of course we're going to have bumps. Of course we're going to have issues. But as you being our counterpart, you think you would understand that a little bit more. You would think, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you had issues with your mom and she wasn't the best mother that she could have been. She was probably a teenage mom or she wasn't there for you. I'm sorry, but that's not every black woman. That's not every black woman, okay? So, I just went on a whole rant. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. I just, it, it was a lot that was just bubbling to the surface. It really just took me out and I can't deal. I can't deal with the, with the nonsense. And anybody who knows me knows that if I, if I'm friends with you, if I mess with you, if I'm cool with you like that, I'm there for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm not going to be negative towards you. I'm not going to wish your downfall. I'm not going to make a voodoo doll and trying to hurt you in some type of way. I'm not going to do anything to you because I mess with you. I fucks with you like that. So I would never do anything to you to try to sabotage you. I don't think negativity, negative of you. I can be going through a downfall myself and I'm going to still be there for you. I'm going to still root for you because I don't root for people's downfall. I, my thing is I try to lift people up. I try to lift people up. I don't think, I don't try to bring anyone down because if I bring you down, what, how does that affect me? How does that help me? How does that put money in my pocket? If I'm literally thinking about you putting you down or um, hating on you, how does that bring light into my life? How does that help me get where I need to be? How does that help me get the bag? Like it doesn't, it's a waste of time and it's sad. But yeah, I know I probably said some harsh stuff in this episode and I know people are going to be like, oh, um, but I, I stand by everything I said. I do. I'm sorry. I do. Not even sorry. Sorry, not sorry, because I just stand by everything I said and it is what it is. And I'm tired of seeing black men not step up to what they need to step up to. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of it. So tired of it. And we we have to we have to. Us as as brown women, you know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, I don't care what nobody say. I'm brown and my sister's my sister's bright skin. My sister's bright skin. And there is bright skin, light skin privilege. And we live a different life. So when I say brown, I mean brown. And I'm not throwing shade at no light skin woman out there, not at all. But if you think that you being light skin hasn't helped you in some way, you're delusional. Because I've seen people be, I've been in the same room with my sister where people treat her other races will treat her or even black, especially black people will treat her better than they treat me based off the fact that she doesn't have that much melanin in her skin. It is big facts. But I'm, 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 
I'm not even into trying to start uh, color wars. That's not what I'm into. But I just want every brown girl out there to lift themselves up, to believe in themselves, look in the mirror and be like, I'm brown. And I wouldn't want to be anything else. And a lot of people want to sit around and be like, oh, I want to be light skinned. When I seen that people in Jamaica, when I seen that people in Jamaica were using lightning cream, that broke me down. I was like, you have to be kidding me because America is on this BS because of how things, you know, masses sleeping with the slaves and started creating bright skinned people. Jamaica? Well, you know, Jamaica, they did have slaves too. So yeah, Jamaica. But it just, it, I don't know. I just felt like Jamaica and Africa. And, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I've seen, I seen a documentary about Jamaica and them using lightning cream. So anybody, because I know people from Kenya. I've seen people from Kenya and South Africa that listen to this listen to my podcast which i appreciate are y'all lighting y'all skin too like are you guys using lightning cream i would hope not i would really hope not because that is the mecca for black people because honestly especially for the people listen up anybody kenya anybody from kenya south africa wherever like understand for me i feel like that is the holy mecca of wanting to see because i feel like we just we're in America as black people, because I call myself black. I don't call myself African-American. Um, and I feel like we're like the bald head stepchild. Like, we don't belong anywhere. Like, I don't have a... We have culture as far as slave... Slave um, traditions. And I know some people... Um, and, like, soul food and stuff like that. But to see the actual... Um, like, different types of weddings that they have and different types of ceremonies that they have. We don't have none of that. We got birthdays and, you know, marriage and stuff like that. But it's traditional. It's 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 Americanized. You know what I'm saying? I want to see, like, the fact that you guys have um, that real culture type deal. That is, that gives me a sense of, like, I want to see that one day. I would like to go to Africa one day. But if I, I don't know. Somebody let me know. Are y'all, are y'all using um, bleaching cream? I would really hope not, like, honestly. Because I think the skin is beautiful, like. And I know you got light, dark, and in um, um, in um, different places and stuff like that. And I know uh, the one. Well, I don't. Well, I know that the one like um, African people that are in Sudan, like they have the darker skin, which I think is beautiful. I think all just Africa in general, like the whole situation is just like amazing to me. To have the uh, to know exactly where you come from. So. And have traditions and have like all that type of stuff. So I would hope not. But I heard that people in Jamaica and they had um, the rapper, one of the rappers in Jamaica. I can't remember his name. And I know he's doing time in jail right now, but he literally went from being dark to light. And I was like, wow. I just feel like if we went hard for ourselves, if we really went hard for ourselves and we were to abandon some of this... um some of this what do they call it western culture of the bone straight hair and trying to assimilate and trying to look caucasian if we were to really embrace ourselves like they did in the 70s angela davis and stuff like that we would be unstoppable but because we put ourselves in such a position where um it looks like we're trying to look a different way or we're trying to be something else 
it makes us vulnerable because they do talk about us talking about we have weaves and we have this but white women have clip-ins too so for all them brothers out there that want to talk about black women and their weaves if you with a becky check her hair put your hand run her run your hands through her hair and see if all that is hers they wear clip-ins too and then they starting to wear the front lace wigs like we're innovators you know what i'm saying like if we decide to wear a wig, we decide to wear a wig. But I just can't stand when I see a black woman who's like, I can't wear my natural hair. I don't know what to do with it. I hate my natural hair. That's crazy to me. We The ability to be able to go from an afro to a wig to a this to a that. Like, that is the, that's the beauty of being black. But the fact that it's when you say, I don't like my hair, it's, it's self-hate to me. And I said it. I, I'm a, I said it and I'll say it again. I feel like when you say, I don't like my hair, I hate my hair, I hate my nose or I hate this... That's it, it, it's self hate. Like you don't like yourself, or you want to put contacts in, like, or you want to wear nothing but weave all the time. You don't like yourself. You don't like anything about yourself. You're trying to change the essence, the essence of who you are. And I know I've probably done an episode like this before, but a lot of things just today. This might piss me off. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up, you know, real quick. Because I don't went on this long rant. This episode would probably be called The Blackest Rant Ever. I don't know. <laughs> I'll think of a name. But I'm working on a few things. Um, I'm still writing my book. Hopefully, it's going to be done by the end of the year. If you have not, go ahead and um, follow on my IG page, um, Black Girl Coffee Shop Podcast. Or you, my personal page, which is Thick Fit Chick 1. Um... I'm working on my book and then I'm also working on a nonprofit, a nonprofit organization to, I've always had this, this need to help people. I've always had this need to help the homeless and the things, the thing, first of all, the magnitude of the things that I want to do in my life is, as far as, cause I know everybody's trying to get the bag. I'm trying to get the bag, but I want to help people with the bag. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not into greed. And that's why with this whole coronavirus, with people going around just hogging up everything, it's greedy. It is like, and I know I cussed a lot, so it's just kind of going to sound crazy. But I feel like God, if you believe and you have faith, he will provide for you. So like, relax. I just don't think that you should hoard everything. There's people out there with like six kids and 10 kids and you got one person has two kids and they got like all this damn food in their cart. And you know what I'm saying? Or like... If you're not, are you donating some of it to someone? Like, people still need lunches. And if if you hate to get all the way off topic, topic, but at the same time, it's like the kids are not in school, so they're missing that meal, which means the mom, if she's single, she has to provide lunch now. Or I know the schools are providing lunch, but you still got weekend lunch. Or, you know, you still have other, the lunch might not be enough. They're home eating snacks when they would be at school normally eating snacks. And now that's that's costing you more money. Like, there's a lot of things that add up. You know what I'm saying? They're at home making you know making more messes, using more soap, using more water, using more. You know what I'm saying? Like when they would normally be at school for seven, eight hours. So expenses are gonna get higher. So, like I said, I'm all about making the bag, and I'm working on certain things in my nonprofit organization. Um, I'm writing my book, and there's other things that I'm gonna do, but I rather keep those to myself. But as you know, there's people out here praying on your downfall, clearly. But. I've always, I even started like a little, I did a fundraiser in 2018 at work or whatever, which was quite a bit of work. And, um, I don't, and 
I've always had this type of mentality where I don't want to reap any benefits when I help people. I don't want to be like, oh, I remember when I helped them or anything like that. Even though I, I just told y'all about the, the, the fundraiser I did. I did that to let y'all know that I've done stuff before. But I want to just help people because I want to help people. Because I, I grew up living check, check to check. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get into that story later about how I grew up. And I'm, talking, I'm going to take y'all all the way back. But you never know. Like, stuff helps people. Like, help to eat. Like, people can have meals. And people, like, even though nothing was handed to me and I had to work for everything. Like, I have shelter. I have food. I, I live comfortably. I'm good. And I worked for everything. Believe me. Because uh, 2000... 2012 2011 2011 I was living on my mom's couch and I could not who wait no <laughs> so <laughs> but uh I would guess another episode I will let y'all know about that we're gonna we're gonna go from why I want to help people from birth all the way until I joined the military about that's gonna be a whole nother episode I definitely give y'all uh, some of that tea but yeah so those things i want to do go ahead and follow the ig page thank you guys for listening this is pretty much a rant and i'm gonna post it because this is how i felt and i want to keep it real keep it 100 ain't nothing edited nope it is what it is that's how i felt i felt it i said what i said okay <laughs> so <laughs> um thank you guys for listening and uh shout out to all the people that's been listening to me um i think i've seen people from dominican republic kenya um South Africa, where do we have people from, dang, I can't remember. I've had some from Japan. I've had, dang, I I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. But I appreciate anybody who listens. I don't care where you're from. Um, You know, the more the merrier, basically. But um, like I said, go ahead and follow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can find me on Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, Spotify and Overcast. There's a few more, but I can't remember at this point. I know that's terrible. I should know off the top of my dome, but I don't. So, um, go ahead and listen, follow, subscribe, play, share. I appreciate you guys and I'm out.